That was a real All bus. Right. That felt good. Yeah, it did. It felt like we got it done. Yeah. All right. Hey, welcome everybody to Acts of Pod. Here we are. This is, yeah, on a on a beautiful, balmy, <laughs> nearly summer's eve. Just three premenopausal women <laughs> <laughs> enjoying their last last evenings of of youth and carefree. Mm. You make it sound non- so romantic. Well, looking into your eyes, I can't feel any other way. Uh, anyway, so it's all three of us this week. Uh, this is me, Gina. We've got Anne on bass. Hello, everyone. And then Cezanne's here. Hey, I'm Cezanne. Yeah. What's up? Yay! So we did um, a little sort of mid-season replacement pod with just Anne and I uh, in the middle of the week. Thanks for being patient. Um and this is our regularly scheduled program. And uh, I just, again, in the intro, I just want to say that um, our topic today is courtesy of Anne. Um, I just want to tell you my idea was to talk about how domestic labor is um, historically unpaid and unrecognized uh, women's work and labor and it manifest differently globally and throughout time. Uh, that was my topic. Um, Which we can but still do. we're not do. doing that. I no, feel we're like, not doing that. I feel like we should do that when we have a little bit of time to think about it. Because um, I heard about this topic approximately four hours ago. This is a right. spur of the moment. So It is, um, it is. But, but like, yeah. I, like I said, um... Anne had her passions uh, lie elsewhere. Well, listen. And she wrote to me, bags. To be fair. <laughs> that are funnier than you think, <laughs> she says. <laughs> to be fair. To be fair. Anne and I had a pretty extensive conversation about um, this problem over the weekend. Over our little weekend getaway. And it was really funny at the time. Yeah. We'll see I can't it, imagine why. We'll see if it pans out. Can can you answer truthfully that you were sober when you were having a funny conversation about bags? This <laughs> Listen, I can't confirm or deny. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, let's just see how it pans out. I feel like we're missing a big adjective. What kind of bags? We're not ca- yeah, talking not just about bags. We're They're not burlap. About- I'll tell you that right off the bat. There's nothing about funny about a burlap bag, except no. when there's kittens in a river involved. <laughs> Am I right? Whoa, there you go. That's on you right there. Sorry, no. Um, I may I may do a not a psychopath <laughs> edit on that one. <laughs> no, today, and I think, honestly... The, the privilege is all yours. Why don't you go ahead and tell everybody? I, the pleasure, I, the privilege is yours, Anne. It is, it is. I pitched the idea, plastic bags, the history of plastic bags. Right, it's is funny. this funny? It's funnier than you think. I mean, it's not like funny, like, oh my gosh. Like, ha ha, environmental crisis. But there is a lot of ridiculousness. Is it the trash island? Was that funny? That's the best part of it. It can be. I think that's a big part of it. 
Because that's where you belong. Because that's where your mother's from. That's where you came from. Trash Island. Anyway. We're going to be talking about Fraggle Rock and the Trash Heap. Oh, my God. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, But no, so we're talking about the history of plastic bags. And what I found in, uh, to be true, and I, I think that you may all agree, is that it hits a couple of popular notes mm-hmm. with other dangerous environmental products yeah. or in products right. that are dangerous to the environment. Um, a lot of the same themes keep popping up. They do. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think it, it fits the theme. You're right. It does. There's some shenanigans, so, some behind-the-scenes shenanigans. It sh- there is a lot of shenanigans. Well, what I didn't realize that plastic bags and the whole thing of, like, paper or plastic, that's only been a thing since, like, the late 70s, early 80s. Yeah, like, yeah. I think 1979 is when mm-hmm. plastic grocery bags were introduced into the world. Okay, oh, yeah, here we go. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Um, the marketing manager for Mobile Chemical Company, yeah. And ni- this was from 1986, or at least this article. I don't know if this is exactly the year he said it, but he's talking about plastic grocery bags and talking about the last stronghold is the grocery sack bag, and now we are going after that. Oh, yeah. Meaning, like, it'd been paper for all these years, and now we need plastic grocery bags. Yeah, I, I, I read that same quote because, um, again, I think you'll be surprised to know um, there weren't a ton of articles out there um, <laughs> talking about the plastic bag. Um, I mean, there were a well, few, but I'm sure we read the same ones. But, yeah. I mean, it's not well, it's not as interesting as nearly anything else in the entire world. <laughs> but, um, okay, but listen. I, I, I'm going to yeah. go back a little further. And if, oh, yeah, if okay. you can beat me historically, by all means. Um, so it wasn't until 1953 until they figured out how to make high density polyethylene. And then it was, uh, a company called Celloplast in Sweden, um, that they were trying to figure out a way that they could use and sell the stuff in the sixties. And, um, there was, I actually wrote his name down. His name was Gustav Thulensten, and he had the idea to punch a hole in the top for handles. Hey, <laughs> thanks, Gustav. And that really appealed to the suburban folks. Opposite. Who, no, no, no. The urban folks who needed to carry their bags. Yes, ma'am. And then the people who wanted their groceries to stand up were like, no. I'll stay with paper, please, That's right. because I need to put them in my minivan and have them not flop around. So, coastal elites, oh my, <laughs> led the charge on choking Mother Nature right, with their have-to-have plastic bags, courtesy of Gustav. <laughs> well, enjoy it. Thanks, Scandinavia. That's right. Thanks, well, we've got socialized medicine, but yeah. Thanks for the Volvo and bag. Trash Island. 
I'm just kidding. I mean, Sweden's amazing. <laughs> I like honestly, I covet your socialized medicine. Um, but okay, so the, what I wanted to say here is, and you may remember this, but there's that line in The Graduate where he his parents are throwing him a party, and mm-hmm. um, like for his graduation and. There's a guy that comes over and shakes his hands like, how the hell are you doing? And he's like, one word, plastics. And <laughs> yeah, I think like at the time, plastics were like, bro, let's develop an app. Like, let's develop an yeah, app. Yes, <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah. because there, it, it, was, it was a problem solve for a problem no one had. You know, mm-hmm. because all of these products already existed. Plastics were just replacing products that already existed. That were reusable. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> in effect, that you, you could, could actually, actually use, use more than once. once. But so, single-use plastic is... Okay, here's a tie-in, Gina, Ooh. to, you know, you want to you talk, you know, women in labor, mm-hmm. labor in the home? Let's do it. Yeah. There is a photo, which I just sent you in the e- in an email, if you want to look Where at it. Where they're throwing it. Um, it's from Life Magazine in 1955, and it's, like, kids and a mom, you know, a family photo, and they're just throwing plastic forks and trays and all the stuff into the air, and it's like, wee! And the... The caption or the the beginning of the article it talks about the objects flying through the air in this picture would take forty hours to clean, except that no housewife need bother. They are all meant to be thrown away after use. Goodbye. Well, I wrote. So it's oh, saving women women time and effort. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is that because they they created they solved a problem that no one had. They had to figure out how they were going to market it and sell it. So at the time, you know, they were coming out of they were coming out of a generation of, you know, they had lived through the Great Depression and the war and they were penny pinchers. They were savers. So to try and sell products that you would throw away after one use was insanity. Like that generation would never do that. They would just repair things and repair things and repair things. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't until the fifties where people had a little more, the economy was growing that they had a little extra and it was the time they were selling. So it was the convenience they were selling. That was the selling point. They, it wasn't, it didn't even occur to anybody that, you know, that this isn't going to biodegrade and it's going to, you know, outlast Tutankhamun's tomb and, you know, <laughs> like that lasagna crust is going to outlive us forever. all. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, they just had to find a niche. And then obviously it it took hold, you know, that was like the TV dinners and, you know, the, the pie tins that were one big pie tins and you threw away. But, you know, it was convenience. Like I said, like with the app, it was... If right. we can figure out a product that's going to revolutionize the kitchen, you know, like it's going to throw plates directly. The kitchen app. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna- <laughs> what utensil do you need? Bring up your kitchen app. Right, right. <laughs> but, you know, that's they were brainstorming these new inventions or whatever. But the other tie-in 
there's a bit of a sinister tie-in. And I was waiting for either one of you to... I don't, I don't want to be the one to drop all the bombs on here. No, no. I have no bombs to drop. I, oh, then I, it's, it's all I made don't. from byproducts of uh, their petroleum byproducts. Oh, mm. yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. So... How convenient. So the person who, who got right on this was, in fact... Um, to Mobile Chemical. Um, mm-hmm. They had pursued an aggressive policy on polyethylene packaging product. <laughs> Peter Piker picked a packing pat. An aggressive <laughs> policy on polyethylene packaging patents. And by 1977, was producing its own bags. Um, so plastic grocery bags were introduced in America in 1979. Grish, Gro- Kroger and Safeway had picked them up in 1982, but relatively few stores were using them. So, I mean, if you can think it's a win-win, obviously, if you're a petrochemical plant, because, right. you know... What are we going to do with our cast-offs? Right. And, and I, I feel, feel like... like- one thing they may have used was save save a tree, use a plastic bag. Oh yeah. Well, there right? was actually there was like sort of a competitive atmosphere between like paper mills and the plastic industry because obviously it was big paper that that had a that had a real in on the <laughs> on the grocery bag on the bag, bag. On the bag. bag market on the racket <laughs> listen everyone this is going to be the most interesting <laughs> talk on bags you've ever heard in your GD and I just, life again I cannot stress enough that um, <laughs> this wasn't my idea um, I'm not entirely <laughs> when the funny part's coming in Listen, Listen, I've got some. some. I've got some great quotes. Lay them on us. Yeah, I don't know why you're keeping them in your back pocket. Bring in the noise. (laughs) Bring the funk. Okay. All right. Well, first, I'm going to compare and contrast. So after (laughs) the bags bags were um, introduced in the 50s, like you said, Gina, then the the plastic uh, companies had to do a campaign about because there was this rise in children suffocating in plastic bags so they had to do this throw it away campaign please just throw it away um yeah definitely don't line the playpen with your plastic bags right so they took out all these advertisements and newspapers like never keep a plastic bag after it served its intended usefulness destroy it it's tear it up throw it away yeah it's one time okay and so that's from not this is from night also from 1959 the same article and they say um plastic bags are something new and people have got to learn about them the way they learned about matches razor blades and guns yeah so good point well, it's funny so, you should. Oh, go ahead. No. Well, it's funny you should mention that because um, again, I mean, there's a hard, there's not an easy way to explain how I found this out, but um, <laughs> but plastic bags, um, 
they're, they account for a couple of hundred self-asphyxia deaths every year. Oh, yeah. Like about 112 in Canada and the UK. It's it's very unusual. But in all the places in the world, it's very popular with the same demographic, which is the elderly who are terminally ill. Yep. Oh, whoa. Yep. So thank you, plastic bags. Hello, bummer. Yeah. Well... So, so <laughs> okay, so, so that's, that's a, a a use that they, they don't they don't want, want you to, to use it for that. They, they were don't want not it to advertising that, but then, they know yeah. that we knew about it. Wink. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, about forty years later, after the throw it away campaign in the eight or the nineties, early two thousands, then you got the plastic. Um, bag council that was something i came across yeah. like the, the, the pa- plastic bag council um we we feel it's important to understand that plastic grocery bags are some of the most reused items around the house reuse them as book lunch bags uh, a windbreaker trash can liners there's nothing cooler than the plastic bag windbreaker yeah, yeah. So there was a turnaround. It was like once once you knew that you could die from putting a plastic bag around a baby's head or, or grandma's or your own head. Right. Well, the then it's raising awareness about how useful, how multifunctional they are. Well, don't you think that may have been like, oh wow, there's a lot of plastic bags turning up in our landfills. Hey guys, use them again. Your kids can use them as a windbreaker. <laughs> Just cut a hole in it. Turn a baby, it in. Yeah. A baby parachute. There you go. <laughs> They're great for huffing. Put some airplane glue in the bottom. God. Wrap it around your breathe holes. Mm-hmm. And have a great time. Or that- Anyway, but at the same time that they were being pushed pretty heavily, um... There was a 500,000-member General Federation of Women's Clubs, the nation's oldest and largest women's volunteer organization, that did a write-in-letter campaign because they were afraid of the effects that the plastic bag would have on the environment because, as we know, it is not biodegradable, it cannot be destroyed, and when burned, it releases toxic fumes. But... That... Plastics present no leaching, bacterial, or explosive gas problem as decaying paper okay. products sometimes can. So as they're biodegrading and becoming part of the earth again, they create all these problems, these, these paper bags. Well, Whereas plastic bags just would stay, stay the same forever. Right. Is I, what they contend. I have something. Um, that is what has caused the recent volcano That's in Hawaii. Right. <gasps> has been paper bags decomposing yeah, okay it was an explosion sorry, sorry. for a second no. there i was no. like wait what <laughs> no what they won't tell you is that it was actually plastic bags in the gutters it backed up the lava yeah it backed up that lava flow it backed up the lava flow and that's why it had to erupt but actually what's not a joke is why bangladesh outlawed <laughs> 
Paper bags. Did y'all come Our across pa- this? Paper bags? Sorry, no, it's plastic bags. plastic bags. bags. Okay. No, I'm, but good catch, because I would not have known that I misspoke. Yeah. Um, so, in the early 2000s, oh yeah, um, there was these uh, a huge storm in Bangladesh, but it did not drain. The water did not drain, and mm. so there was a terrible flood. Oh. When they went to go take a peaky week in the trains, it was clogged with plastic bags. And so they, from then on, no muss. Nope. Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of other, like Kenya, I think even Uganda, or maybe it was Rwanda. Sorry. Not that that, not that they're. Cut it. Yes. (laughs) Hey, hey, geography idiot. (laughs) Kenya. Rwanda, Namib- <laughs> Namibia. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. But I couldn't remember. Yeah. I said the right one, but anyway. So anyway, so Bangladesh, Kenya, Rwanda, oh Ireland. They ended up. Um, Way to go, Ireland. They- did you read that, Anne? About Ireland? I, I did see that Ireland and Bandung, but I don't know why. Yeah, other they than um, other than just they're just pretty awful. No, they put a fifteen cent fee. Yeah, and on and it really it sorry it reduced plastic bag use by ninety percent in three months because that's how pissed off they were about it. <laughs> so yeah, um, which I appreciate that kind of stubbornness. Yeah, well, I mean. We've we've got a plastic band bag. Shit. <laughs> we've got a plastic bag ban here, yeah. and that was a major point of contention in this state. Um, right. With um, Governor Abbott, who was uh, Attorney General at the time, who basically his his point was that it was sort of came it it came down to. Um, whether you could charge extra money for a container, like it was down to the definition of like what a container was. Yeah, there's oh. some just like some legalese bullshit about it. But then later on, and when he was governor, he tried to you know say that you know no city could take away our freedom to use plastic. To paper or plastic right our freedom to choose paper or plastic and it's some like liberal kind of you know uh assault on our rights rather than trying to mitigate an environmental disaster (laughs) uh abbott's opinion when he was attorney general says the the court is likely to conclude that a single-use plastic bag is a container but only the courts and legislature can clarify that with finality so the sh- they the, uh, in wait 2013 lawmakers and by lawmakers in Texas right. they mean I'm not Republicans I'm making an assumption but it's Republicans right, uh, right. the shopping bag freedom act is what it was called Whoa. oh com- in 2013 it, it was they were bringing it up in the 2013 um, session. But it like it died in committee, but it came up again. It came up again when, when Abbott was governor. I'm almost a hundred percent sure of that. I don't have. I have a hard time understanding why 
a state that is practically run on its petrochemical industry yeah, would just yeah who let's follow the money trail here i no i can't put that i like i'm having a hard time like why would they support just can't connect the dots the byproducts of of the manufacturer of i no i don't get it the shopping bag freedom act it was well, well I, I, I never actually made it out of committee I know, but, but that's that they actually like law, lawmakers um actually called yeah they called it the shopping bag freedom act well they tried to get i it out of committee in 2013 as you know um you know i haven't finished law school but i did <laughs> as and or started but i did work on a bill that was called freedom for our children not to live on Trash Island. Yeah, and, right, um, yeah. I don't know how popular it is. Yeah. But, um... Yeah. So, but... I like that, I like that angle. But the... Oh, but what I was going to say was that they they had the... Um, in the UK, there was... I, I mean, honestly, there was the same kind of argument where they were asking people to... Essentially, it was kind of like pay a penalty for the use of plastic bags because they yeah. realized that people, you know, again, like we were talking about in a more urban setting, people use them to for everything, you know, and they're on the go and not everybody just happens to have a cloth bag on them and, you know. But I mean, but before were, plastic bags were available, they did. Cause they yeah, no, I mean, you make, a, you make a very strong point. <laughs> Which apparently has only been about... 40 50 years yeah. right but um yeah. anyway the point the the debate though was that shop owners it, it was cheaper to buy you know plastic bags rather than paper bags so a lot of the small businesses were saying that you know we're gonna be out money if we have to offer paper instead of plastic. So if you want to help us out, then you could essentially like pay for the luxury of a plastic bag, you know, and that's sort of the way that they, whatever, whatever monies would fill the gap between those prices, which is just a couple of cents per bag, but still. Yeah. Yeah. But like you said, I mean, yeah, go ahead. So, um, really what kind of, in Texas, what kind of killed this effort, and this was basically last year, because this came oh, up Oh, I'm sorry. Again. No, 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 I, no, don't apologize, because I just looked it up. I was reading a little bit <laughs> about it earlier, and I knew that I could bring it back together, but, but the reason why it died in Texas, because, uh, again, Governor, Governor Abbott at this point was championing, championing this ban again. But it was very unpopular, and not because it was an assault, it was an assault on our freedom, but because the people who were against it were actually like the ranchers, because um. like there were a bunch of um, you know sheep farmers and cattle farmers who were like, um, you know, our our livestock is munching on paper or on uh, plastic bags uh. and, and dying. Yuck. So. Yeah, you know, I mean so that's, that's why it that's died. It wasn't because it wasn't because it was sort of a landfill concern, but more of like, you know, agriculture 
ranching is important in right. the state. Right, which, which Texas is not known for its cattle industry. I mean, yeah, right, yeah. that's the other industry that <laughs> yeah. doesn't have any yeah. sway. Right. Well, so, just um, ask Oprah. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's probably got something to say about it. <laughs> um, but, I, but in Austin... They were able to get a, a ban passed, correct? Yeah, and well, that's why this legislation came up because they they had banned it, and it, and then um, the you know plastic companies were like, no, that like so they were lobbying against it, and of course Abbott was like, I'm on your side. With the plastic, even though he knew, even though he knew about the sort of legalities and how it could go wrong, just even given like existing laws on the books how right. kind of tangled it would have been um he chose to take it up just based on a like a personal freedom uh, uh, okay. uh, attack and then the ranchers came back at him and were like this is not good for the land or our livestock so we right don't support this and so it died here oh man um I would like to throw out a website for I people to look should. at. I think you should. Uh, it, I came across it and it was super entertaining. And honestly, side note, if there's like a someone, an undergrad who needs like a women's studies paper, they should look at this website because it's pretty fascinating. It's called Plastics Make It Possible. Oh, yes. And it's an initiative sponsored by... America's plastic maker. I have absolutely heard of plastics maker really? possible. Yes. I never had. And so America's plastic makers trademark name um, through the American Chemistry Council. And they have it's amazing because every photo on there, it's pretty much women. It's it looks geared to women and they have their articles are written by someone named Professor Plastics. <laughs> Who's a cartoon lady <laughs> oh. in like a chemistry lab coat <laughs> with you know glasses? And How she's progressive. An, she's an attractive brunette, and so for example, there's this article by Professor Plastics, <laughs> um, talking about uh, well, okay, first of all, the type of plastic that the bags are made of is what Gina you mentioned earlier, the high density polyethylene. polyethylene. Yeah, yeah, and so she's she says you know. The, the high-density polyethylene plastic has been courting my favor recently. Not only is it one of the most versatile, yada, yada, yada. And so you go through this little article, and she says, it's kind of like the Meryl Streep of plastics. Oh, God. Because it's so versatile and popular. And she also... I don't and think I'm Meryl saying she, would appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so like the high school prom queen who lettered in three sports and graduated top of her class, HDPE, and that's the whatever you call it for high-density polyethylene, is a multi-talented and well-liked material with a stellar future in front of it. I would have hated her in high school so much. I would have hated high-density plastic in high school. <laughs> we would not but have you know, gotten along. Yeah, you know what they yeah. left out, though, about... You know what Professor Plastic left out about her, though? <laughs> Is that she's dying every day in that kitchen, but she can never biodegrade. Right. That's right. So. 
she has all these talents, and yet she's still just holding a casserole. (laughs) Why did she learn Spanish? She doesn't use it. (laughs) Why did she get that liberal arts degree? (laughs) All she does is try to figure out which soap is... Most efficient on getting out grease stains. It's not what she hoped to do. She hoped to be sailing the world. Well, she <sighs> is actually at the very bottom of the ocean at this point. She well, has where traveled she... to the depths of the ocean. Well, now she's wondering if she should put a bag over her head so she can end up in paradise, which is Trash Island. Exactly. Anyway. Oh, God. <sighs> the darker oh. side. Of really been plastic. courting my favor. But Jesus, that's so gross. She, uh, also, yes, like, I love polypropylene and polyester and silicones and all sorts of plastic. Listen, I love but, it. But <laughs> listen, all the plastics are great, but the one that's my favorite right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, guys, Jesus. if it's a toss-up, like, <laughs> I mean, who's like? What's my Shonda Rhimes of plastic? <laughs> I'm going high de- high density polyethylene. That's what I'm going with. So versatile. Every time. <laughs> Can and it, real quick, let me just tell you the last line of this little article. So she goes through it's a Meryl Streep of plastics and it's like the right. high school prom queen, you know, well liked with a stellar future. Peter, the last line Peter is already. Right. Just Developing don't a drug say habit. that about don't just don't say that around polypropylene Mm-mm. like Ooh. wink wink because she'll be a jealous bee <laughs> Dish it. word you should have seen her last year at the plastic prom <laughs> wow yeah it's a lot it's a lot it's a lot to put on a plastic <laughs> sure is um, oh, by the way, uh, it was in 1997 that Charles Moore discovered the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, mm. which we all remember from the 80s, the, the Garbage Patch Kids. Yes, the Garbage Patch Kids. <laughs> which I, I did not know that there was, there was a whole generation of South Pacific Garbage Patch Kids, but... yeah. Um, I wasn't allowed to collect those cards. Yeah. My brother and oh, I the, the tried to make up our own. the garbage pail kids. Yeah. Right, right. Garbage pail. Can I tell you the one that I came up with? Yes, yeah. please. Staple maple. <laughs> Thank you. And she has staples all in her face. Good one. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Did you try to submit it? Because I could totally no. see you doing that. No, it was just a fun thing to do when we were super bored. Like, yeah. It wasn't like writing a letter to the owner of the gas station that had a copy machine. Wasn't no. worth that kind of effort. No. <laughs> that was later. <laughs> so, um, I guess I'm wondering how plastic bags entered into your conversation and what it what it was exactly that you remember being funny about it. Uh, well, we were talking about plastics, um, how like a plastic bag, there's like a photo now of, of one just kind of hanging out at the Mariana Trench 
in the ocean, and Cezanne came up with a with an idea well, of how to solve the plastic problem. Well, listen, I I don't know anything about outer space or rockets or anything, but it sounded like a really good idea to me at the time to just fling our garbage into the sun. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> I've also wondered why we haven't. No, well, I didn't. I didn't think maybe directly at the sun, but I thought like just in outer launch, space. Yeah, yeah, that we could have, as opposed to like a trash island, we could have a trash planet, like a trash satellite. Yeah, and then like it would start to circle around one of the planets. It, it could become a moon. It could become a trash moon uh-huh. of Uranus yeah. or Saturn. Yeah. Right. But so so um my idea was to collect all of the garbage and right. just send it out into space. And, you know, just in a general trajectory toward the sun. But apparently it's a little more complicated than that. I I don't see why. I don't see why it has <laughs> yeah. to be. Well, um it comes it really what it comes down to is logistics. Um I think that's read, just your negativity talking. No, 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 no. I listen. I feel like when there's a will, there's a way, and right that I read this um, popular mechanics article of like why we can't just fling our garbage into the sun. <laughs> I'm glad somebody wrote about it. It's it's. I nice. literally put into Google why can't we fling our garbage into the sun, and this came up right away. There were many, many entries that a lot of naysayers. A lot of garbage cans, and I feel like we should be garbage cans. Garbage right? cans. Yes, yeah, a garbage can. Yeah. <laughs> what did they say? They well, it was can. basically like, you know, it takes a lot of, a lot of energy, a lot of fuel and fuel. money to well, actually put anything into orbit, and the, our capacity, our, our garbage right now outstrips our capacity to possibly fling anything out into space and but I feel like I mean this is just the this is really just a matter of like you know do we want to get rid of our garbage or don't we like it's a GoFundMe project right why can't why can't Elon Musk make a rocket out of garbage yeah thanks (laughs) for that car with the astronaut in it that was great now let's start putting some garbage on it like, if you want to make it some garbage out into space, and if you they're like, make "Oh, it you cold. can't fling it in the sun because you know you've got to calculate things and get it right." Just put it out there, and then they're like, "Oh, well, then you've got a big garbage satellite, and what if an asteroid hits it?" And what? Well, yeah, I mean, at that good. point, right? We're all fucked if the if the asteroid gets good. How, it's not helping us here. That's what I'm saying. So we have a trash comet every couple of thousand years <laughs> worth. It. Yeah, that's what I'm I mean, thinking. That's a problem for another generation. Obviously, again, somebody's going to steal our billion-dollar idea, trash rocket, Led Zeppelin. <laughs> well, you know what? Shoot it towards the sun. <laughs> I'm going to put blazing. it out there for free. I'm yeah. not even. A, you can you have know. it. You can have. You it. can have them. I don't have any claims to it. This is for the universe. You know, it's like. We don't do things because they're easy. Mm-mm. We do them because they are hard. Yeah. Well, because they're right. Because they make me <laughs> They're so hard. right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, 
leave it in. Leave it in. That is staying in. Oh, no. oh God. Okay. Well, man. So wow. can't wait to advertise this under the history <laughs> podcast. Hey, Red. history plastic bags. Listen, everybody. Do you have a thought on paper or plastic? Chime yeah. in. Chime in. Let us this know. <laughs> Look, we're here for you. And it is a his- this is a historical thing. This is a historical thing. And I mean, like, just to review right away. <laughs> there are plastics, um, byproducts of the the petroleum industry. They were looking to make a little extra change off their trash. Mm-hmm. They just made more trash. A lot right? more trash. Right? Now look. What we could do is just sell more leaded gas for 50 more years <laughs> yes. and wait till all our children become really weird, fetishized <laughs> sex killers. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> I.e. the 70s and 80s, look it up. Right. <laughs> or we could, you know, nip this in the bud, do the right well, thing. It's beyond bud phase. This is, yeah. Right. Is nip, like- <laughs> nip it in the stem. Um... <laughs> Make a trash rocket, send it into the sun, <laughs> send it into the sun, and or make a trash moon to orbit Uranus and or Saturn. Yeah. Um, I think we've made a clear point and a clear vision for the future. <laughs> we have we have stated the problem. We have come up with a solution. Yes. Now it's in other people's hands. I mean, can we do everything? Well, I'm not a Professor Plastic, are you? (laughs) No. Maybe an assistant Professor Plastic. Yeah. You're just a teacher's aide grading papers. Does she have tenure? I bet she does. You know she does, and I think we all know how she got it. Whoa. 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 That's what. (laughs) Oh, geez. Well. Is there is there anything that that we left out and <laughs> have we missed I don't think have so. we missed anything? I mean, this is your passion project. I got I got in my Meryl Streep quote. <laughs> that's that's what you were working on. No, no, that was just one of them. Look, I'll, there's plenty of passion projects I have. Plastic yeah. bags was just one of them this week apparently not division of labor in the home which i thought would be strong again i just want you to know she fought for back she texted me about it about five times <sighs> look i'm all about division of labor and guess what in that podcast i can fit in plastic in that yeah we're gonna talk about tupperware we're gonna put plastic everywhere i mean my grandma still has tupperware from the 50s i'm pretty sure yeah. And it's no not off gassing. It's not off gassing. Did you ever feel like a plastic bag? <laughs> it's Bloody uh, in the wind. It's <laughs> K- Katy Perry firework. Yeah. Anyway. Um, all right. Well, thanks for listening. Again, I think this is one of our best. <laughs> this is a strong one. It's a strong one. <laughs> and, um, you know... Reuse, reduce, recycle. Fling it into the sun. Fling it into the sun. Reusable bags. Thank you. Thanks so much. Okay. 
Thank you. Oh, by the way, oh, yeah. um, if you do have complaints about the pod, um, we are on Twitter. <laughs> We're also no. on Facebook. Keep it to yourself. No, no, no. If you think this was the worst idea ever, I want you to reach out to Anne at Axapod and let her know. I want to give you an avenue. Um, otherwise, certainly don't, do not leave it on the iTunes review. We'll work on it. Guys, it can't be a home run every time at that. This is a work um, in progress. I mean, look, we're, tr- we're trying. Jeez. Um, anyway, but we love you. Thanks for listening. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.